Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show Show Mark O'Sullivan. Naughty, naughty man. Who's a naughty man? You. Is it me? Yeah, that's what I said. You. What have I done? Just been really bad. I've been a bad, bad girl, haven't I? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Which corner shall I stand in, Uncle Mark? Oh, no. You've dirtied your knickers again, haven't you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I gently dip the toe in. Yeah. And you just push me in the you're pool. You're a filthy girl, then... though, aren't you, Nico? <laughs> All right. Well, filthy. We, I thought we might leave this. No, you're filthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm filthy. I don't like how filthy you are. Um, okay, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> do you? I think you know what the uh, have I got to have the a... agreed procedure is. Have I got to have a good scrub? Yeah, yeah. In the in yeah. the bar with the bleach, with the twin with the twenty seven p Aldi bleach. Yeah, and the twigs. That's it. Yeah. Well, in what a barn. lovely start. Yeah. What a lovely start. Have we, start, have we started? It's really difficult to know. Well, with this not officially, shackle production. I always listen back and think, shall we include the awful bit before the start? And in this case, I think we both know I will. When Miles does it, is it usually him going, work, work, why won't you work? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like there's a, an echo and I say, Miles, we've been through this. <laughs> and he goes, well, I don't know why it does it. Don't do it whenever I, I do it all the time. And it don't do it. It's only when you do it. And I, I said, no, because the echo's not me. The echo is you. So it has to be at your end. Well, I don't know why. Fuck it. Uh, Miles, just stop a minute. Have you got the sound just coming out of speakers? Like when, when someone phones a radio quiz and the DJ has to say, you, you have to turn your radio down. What? He can't yeah. help it. It's just come off the market, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. According to your impression. Well, that wasn't that any good. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. Mm. Um, he goes. He goes. Oh, try again. 
He goes down well on your podcast, doesn't he? He does. I think because nice. people assume it's uh, a cartoon pelican, not a- an actual man. <laughs> but yeah, he is a man, as are you, in your own he's way. A, he's a man um, sort of as described by a child <laughs> to, to, to a, a blind illustrator. That's the one. Who feels the charcoal. Um, do you feel the charcoal? I'm feeling it now. Um, I'm really enjoying my voice. I've got a new microphone. I'm really enjoying my voice. Is it? Have you have you invested in like a decent USB mic? Is that what yeah. this is? Yeah. Does it sound? How's it sound, Nico? Well, right now it sounds pervy. Oh, that's good. That's what that's what I, <laughs> that's what, that's what I googled. The new pervy mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On Amazon, it was under pervert's choice. It's the Sanyo Perv. Um, 3000 yeah X lovely X is for X rated Um, are you planning to podcast more or is it just because life demands us to be on these kind of work calls and shit like that and you need clarity I think it's because I'm just shitting money at the moment and I thought I want one of those really yeah. What you're shitting money, as in you're spending too much money, or, you, no, or just, you've got you've got your you've got cash. I'm doing all right. I don't want to you know I don't want to brag about it. Actually, I'm not doing that good anymore. I don't know why I'm saying that. This is all a fabrication. Yeah. Um, and it just makes me sound unpleasant. Yeah. Because I'm not. I've come. From, I, I come from nothing. Three day. Four. Well, one week into a massive financial crisis. And I'm bragging about shitting, buying a new I'm USB. I'm shitting money. I'm shitting money. I shit money. I, I shit, shit money into, into poor people's eyes. Wouldn't do that. Shit coin. Tories wouldn't do that, <laughs> would they? In case, in it case um, the poor people plucked it out of their eyes and spent it on Sky. Yeah, they something. might use it to grow vegetables. Yeah. Wouldn't want that, would we? We wouldn't want them no. being nourished. No. You're not. You're not a Tory fan, are you? Not. Did it, what quite, gave it quite away? Openly. I'm very anti that lot. Mm. Um, you know, I have no idea what the political mix is of my listeners. I actually assume it might be quite mixed. Uh, but in this, I suspect there's it, a lot of anarchists, <laughs> or the politically homeless. I think. Yeah. The morally Com- homeless. Yeah. Well, that's definitely true. The moribund. Yeah. But, um, That's one of Miles' favourite words. Is it? Yeah. I better be Let's careful just talk with about that. Miles a lot. Um, yeah, that in in this moment, well, to be honest, I've never I've never liked them at all. But sometimes you've got to be mature enough to know that people don't think what you think, and that people vote. You know, large numbers of people vote for the other lot, and sometimes you have to have grown up conversations about how you know, you know we can all respect each other's views, but. I think it'd be pretty difficult for most people to defend the fucking mess that we're in at the moment and who's in charge and all that because we just look like an amateur country now, don't we? We don't we don't really look like a proper country at the moment. No, we look like a made-up state. Because like, like we, we look like something that um, that um, oh god, what's that film studio called in the? Back in the day, they made all the you know Ealing. the lady killers. Ealing, we look like an Ealing comedy, don't we? That took a while. Yeah, um, not a good one. When when um, they show the you know the British establishment 
but they have to make it up where they go right well here's what mi5 and a british prime minister sort of is in the films so when it's bond or whatever and you know you know or in a spy film they have like a prime minister just played by someone who seems prime ministerial you, they, they tend to be people that give off the tory vibe but yeah, it's like yeah, a, it's yeah. a vision of us that is sort of palatable because it's sort of sensible officious people in charge of the country uh but was... at the moment you'd have to have like a comedy actor whose skirts tucked into the knickers and their hair's on fire to portray a prime minister absolutely fucking rubbish you'd want oh i'm gonna move my mic and it's gonna make a weird noise hold on at the moment, Sue Pollard would get cast, wouldn't she? I was James just Bond. thinking. I was thinking. Hold on, I'm trying to make my mic, put my mic in a nicer place. Um, how's that? I'll yep. Stop it from rumbling now. Um, I was thinking Youth of Joyce from um, George and Mildred, <laughs> although she's quite. She was quite in control of herself, wasn't she? She, you know, she knew what she wanted. She was the kind of woman who knew what she wanted and got what she wanted. Youth or Often Joyce? with hilarious consequences, yeah. Which one's that? I'm having Georgia a Mildred. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Yes. She well she looks quite bossy. Yeah. She looks like someone who knows their own destiny. Showing your age there, mate. Calling up Georgia Mildred I, into your I, I think it's one of my earliest memories. I think it might be my earliest memory lying on the floor looking up at the big sort of wooden case TV watching George and Mildred outside rumblers in the street because no one loved you yeah yeah because I was abandoned well yeah. I was aban- obviously I was I was you know I was created in a lab <laughs> and then um when when no one would take me mm-hmm. home for the weekend like like the class um you know rabbit they put you out with the sloth and the put, bins didn't they it, they put me out in front of rumblers yeah I was yes, yes. I was a Rumbelows child, all right. <laughs> One of the famous seventies Rumbelows children. Yeah, some. Of it, I mean, it was either Radio Rentals or Rumbelows, um, and the Radio Rentals kids used to look down on us. They used to spit at us actually as yeah. they walked past in their in their brand new um, blazers and their satchels. Was this another one? Uh, one of those shops? Did you have one called Edwin P. Lee? I don't remember that. That what? might have been Northern. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Edwin P. Lee was a. What did they sell? Dripping. <laughs> it was like a Rumbelows. Was it? Yeah. No, we just had Rumbelows, and people used to rent their TVs, didn't they? Or a, or a VCR. You used to rent it. Yeah. My nan used to rent a TV. There we go. In fact, it's actually a music shop. It was a music shop in Bolton. Edwin Manchester, Bolton and Blackpool. Edwin P. Lee Record Stores. Manchester, Bolton, Blackpool. Take your pick. <laughs> here's, an op- here's a picture of um, Jonathan King doing an opening. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh. We've left it up, though, because it was a lovely day. Yeah. We didn't know at the time. It was gentler times before gentler the time. fire took the business out. <laughs> and uh, that was a that was an insurance job. Yeah, early telly then, lying on the floor in the seventies, seventies, 
Yeah, late well, late seventies. Really late seventies. Yeah. Horrible carpet. Yeah, brown threadbare. with orange swirls. Yeah. Threadbare carpet. They can see the sort of um, the weaving that's holding it together. And we had a modular leopard print sofa. See, modular's quite in now, so that that will probably be that'll probably be sat in some bar in Shoreditch now. It would, yeah, it probably is. Um, the oh, the things that sofa saw. It didn't have a. It wasn't L shaped because that's that's. Do you know? I think it was actually fucking way ahead of your time which here. Makes me question whether it any of this is real. Actually, tell you what, I do remember our TV for the first few years of my life. I I don't know if we rented it or not. It had a remote control, like a wireless remote control, but it also had a holster on the back of the TV for the remote control, oh, and that's where it always was. Really? No one used it. I think we were. I think we were nervous of it. You know, kind uh, of worried that it would well, make it, a, a plane land or something. Was um, we were very left wing family because that sounds like you didn't want to be decadent. I, I mean, quite yeah. Were the communists. Quite left wing. No, no, no. No, none of that. Because they wouldn't have that, would they? No, no. Not um, communists at all. Bourgeois, bourgeois, that's the word I was looking for. We were the metropolitan elite of Welling Garden City. We weren't at all. We were, <laughs> on, the, we were on the wrong side of the tracks. We were on the east side, which was the bad side. Still is. I've I've driven around Welling Garden City enough times to not know where the good side is. Um, Just on what I saw from the car window. You should do travelogues. <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, that would be, I'd be glued to that. Yeah, I'd, I actually would love to do that. I reckon I've got uh, what do you do one, what a do miserable you do enough demeanour to make that funny. Why well, don't you do one now with the with the magic of um, Google Street Map Street View? Thing? <laughs> uh, I think it might be a bit eggy. I think it's better when you can see the person not being impressed. Shall I try and get to your house on Google Maps? What now? From here. I bet you can't. I bet I can, but I bet I'm not going to do it because it would just be creative suicide. Because it will be rubbish. Where are you? you game. Um, yeah. What are you up to? Uh, just we're talking to you. Um, can I tell the, the, the listeners that well, you're actually quite a, a front-footed a keen friend who quite often says hello and uh, asks if I'm around for a walk or a coffee or whatever. But your time is very much on... Uh, well, it's borrowed time, isn't it, a lot of it? You don't have much time quite often, so sometimes you'll say, do you want to, can you meet, whatever, right, yeah. What about uh, 9.01 until 9.09? That's not... I mean, that's... And I'll go... Uh, When's that? Well, you, you, can you meet now? I can meet now if you can. Otherwise, it's off. And I'll go. Oh, um, uh, can I just? I'm just. Uh, it's it's four a.m. I can do a podcast now. React, react. Give me something. <laughs> Why is like, that? Is that because like you've saved all of this up for this moment now? Well, you mentioned to me once that you you think my you know I, I kind of schedule a bit too much in or whatever. But now this is all it's no, it's, pouring out it, of you like, it's, um, like poison. <laughs> I think it's fair enough if you're a busy man. Yeah, we're all busy, aren't we? I'm just we? saying don't rub it in. Okay. 
What's happening with your house? Are you talking about that? I'm sat in it. It's just here, aging, yeah, slowly. Very have little you... happening. I've had a few viewings, but it's not. Oh, have you not gone yet? Have you Have you told your listeners that you? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I. You're, you're done with this I had, place. I had a moan. I had a moan about mo- moving and needing a new era. But I think we all know that this is not the best time in the world to be selling a property. So didn't it, you put it on the market roughly an hour? But yeah, an hour, after, an hour, an hour yeah. before the country collapsed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's but a weird had a few one. viewings. That's good. Anyone yeah. made an offer yet? Nope. Eight p. I think we both know what the main feedback is. <laughs> <laughs> and the main emotion and I'll I'll give away the emotion it's anger <laughs> right so people look at the pictures which which have been taken with a little element of fisheye lens yeah that's quite normal isn't it and then they've turned up and the angry message they've left afterwards says what bit small for us Bit, sw- would, bit small for me as I'm, a, I'm as an adult human. <laughs> <laughs> would, I mean, it's odd actually because my so I I've, I don't know if I've said this on here before, but my family, my wife and children, think you're great. And where this comes from is anyone's guess. You yeah. know, I can only assume they haven't really spent any time in your yeah, company. Not there's not they've only had about two hours, haven't they? Really? Yeah, but they still they're really imp- they get excited at the mention of you. Get in, you know? Yeah, and my daughter describes you as my little friend, and you are a foot taller than me easily, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not sure, you know. But um, do you think yeah, she, what your she's house getting is- at there is she's uh, she thinks of me as a bit simple. Oh, that might be that might be where they, that might be the source around. of their affection for you. Yeah, pity. Like you mean pity. One might one might <laughs> feel feel affectionate towards a lame dog. Yeah, or or a horse that hasn't got long. Yeah, when you see a dog and then you realise it's got three legs but it's still enjoying its walk, and you go, "Oh God, oh Jesus, that's lovely." And then you see it next time, and it's in one of those little trolleys, and then mm. the next time you don't see it, you just, you just see the trolley on down. its own in a hedge. Yeah. Yeah, you go. Oh well, and one of those. And it's a, better and a, this way. And a, a an old um, bunch of flowers, sort of zip cable tied oh, to, um, to, <laughs> a, to a branch. Yeah, dead flowers and a, a photograph. One of those c- sort of cartoon greetings cards, pictures of a dog that looked nothing like the actual dog. Oh God. And it's rained, and they've they've sort of laminated the photo, but they sort of haven't yeah, done that it, good a job of it. But the so water's got in, but it's got in on one side, and it's bleeding towards the other, <laughs> so it. far untouched side. And that's how you think they—that's what you think they like about me. Yeah. yeah. yeah now that we've analysed, yeah, that makes it. sense. <laughs> now that we've had time this to all, interrogate it, I think that's it. This all feels pretty good in terms of kicking the week off. So people are saying that your house is is quite small. Well, I mean, you know, a couple of people say it's a bit small for what what we're looking for. It's like, <laughs> a house It's a house, yeah. but also some of my things to come with me. It's like, well, you could. Do you know what? Do you need things? I think I don't know whether I've said this already on the podcast, but it made 
someone laughed the other day, I can't remember who, but I described it as like a a vest made out of bricks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being silly, aren't I? Because what I'm doing is I'm downselling my own property, which I'm trying to sell. (coughs) The fact is, this is a lovely little gaff. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm sure it will go eventually and someone will be very very happy here if they're of a very specific type of personality or stature <laughs> yeah i think yeah. you've got and i don't know if your estate agents tried this yet but i think you would do really well trying to tap into the magic community ah, trolls, now you've imps. reminded me what you've reminded me well what? done what because you did something very funny do you remember what it was that involved the magic community in my house God, I don't... Did I? You left me a voice note. Oh! When it first went up on the market. Did I? No, I do remember that. I don't remember what it was, though, because obviously I'm really busy. You left me... Once I move on from something, I move on. Right, I'm going to actually cut it into the episode. Oh, Actually, if I play it into the mic, you'll be able to hear it, won't you? Yeah, go on, because I don't remember right. it. So you left this. I, after I put my house on the market, you left this message. Hello, message for Mr. Tater Witch. It's Luke here from Bradshaws. Just to let you know, a bit of good news. I've got a couple of viewings coming. Would like to view your cottage. We've got our Mr. Lehman. Uh, that would be this afternoon, and we've got a Mrs. Snelling, uh, which would be tomorrow morning, that's Friday. Um, just to let you know, uh, Mr. Lehman is a troll, and uh, we have had problems with him in the past. He's viewed some of our other properties. He, he viewed uh, a grove and a hillock, <laughs> and he has given us the runaround uh, in the past a little bit, but I think it's worth him seeing your place. Um, and also, uh, Mrs. Snelling, um, absolutely lovely. She is a sprite, uh, which is kind of midway between a human and a, and a spirit. Um, I think she's going to like your place a lot. But a bit of feedback from the viewing yesterday from the young couple who came to see it. Um, they were slightly put off by the meat hooks in the ceiling. Um, I think oh. Mrs. Snelling might also um, uh, bulk at those slightly. Um, because I believe she lost um, a past partner in the 16th century um, to uh, an abattoir. So, uh, yeah, uh, let me know if they're okay, please, Mr. Very funny. Very good. Very good. I still don't absolutely know how to say your name. Tatarovich. Oh, sounds quite easy. Well, when you left me that, it sounded scarily real, like a real, um, you know, message from a. I thought it was very well delivered, so I. But it came from me, so presumably you weren't fooled. No, but uh, I was annoyed at how good it was. Oh. And then, nice. uh, so obviously, I'll have to sort of slightly edit that to tie it together again. We also. I'm just looking at the messages we were swapping around then. We came up with feedback like it lacks ambition. <laughs> what my house? <laughs> this is the house of a small man with small ideas. 
<laughs> my wife and I are still laughing about it. <laughs> oh, don't read the next one. I won't read them. But I've said heartbreaking Heat magazine. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my review oh. of your bit of comedy was this is quite a lot better than Lee and Dean. <laughs> which is just bitter, isn't it? Yeah, well... But yes, well done. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That did make me laugh, but at the same time it was like, uh, I've literally just put my house on the market and I'm already... My plans have already been fucking blown to smithereens by a shit government. So, I don't know what'll happen. I think I'm just going to have to be patient, aren't I? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, you know, for... All the time that you're not selling your house, you're still close to me geographically. Yeah, well, you know, I've got enough problems, but yeah, thanks. So, I did a little bit of work with you the other week. You did, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? That project? Or is it like, because Um, it's... Because it's something you're I don't trying know what to I want to say about that. Because it's, okay. um, yeah, no, we did we did something, um, but I've, yeah, it's a documentary, um, mm. but I'm not. No, I'm not going to say very much about it, Nick. I'm really sorry. No, no problem. I just can't. I simply can't until it's picked up. A tantalising glimpse into the showbiz <sighs> lives That's the... of two men. Um, but but you did get to direct me acting, didn't you? Well, did you direct? I did. Me? Yeah, that was a, an experience. How did that feel? Well, I I tried to gently nudge you towards something that was good on screen. You tried to nudge me towards something um, something more like it, acting. I thought that was yes, a bit of a harsh note that, in the moment. You know, was um, yeah. Could you? All right. Can we do that again? But this time with some acting. I thought that was yeah. a bit, Could we that do that a bit low. It was a bit low in front of your whole family and the crew. Nico, um, just so we've got options in the edit, could you do that, like, I don't know, just inject a bit of talent? <laughs> yeah, I had a boss at one point in, in the copywriting days who was like, yeah, just, um, yeah, just do it, like, better, man. Just do it better. All right, okay. I, there was I didn't me always thinking think what that's you the worst. Was no, my no. my worst it? stuff. It's not always what? <laughs> I don't think that's always the worst note, genuinely. Because sometimes... A bit know, of encouragement would be nice. People, like, I, I've, I know you can do better than this. Do you remember that time that's you did that? That's the way to phrase it, isn't it? Do you remember that time it? you did that best stuff you did? Yeah. Just, just I just mo- don't think this is a true reflection of your talent. Oh, God, that's nice. You know, I'll what have we've that. got here. Um, what is my talent? Do you want me to, do you, oh, oh, let's not do that. Um, I don't know anymore. I, mean, you're, you're I don't know if I care many, anymore. Many talents. Um, oh, I like doing this. Guy. Although today I don't, I yeah, don't think... Yeah, well, that's I'm, it. I mean, it's nice. This isn't, this isn't my best stuff yet. Oh. But what I will say is... We haven't... I have slightly... I've been in a bit of a kind of like, geez, what what actually am I doing for the next few years, and what you know, what do I want to do, and what don't I want to do, and 
what what are we still allowed to do and what's likely and what isn't likely and it's been a bit of an issue actually and uh in what we have been doing or I, I have been doing in the last god knows how many years feels like that's getting a bit harder not not harder as in I don't know how to do it anymore but it's just like there's the longer you're in an industry the more other people are in it <laughs> you know yeah, and yeah, that uh, happens, it? that's a bit tricky. So I've been, um, I've been trying to sort of figure out what else I could be doing that will be rewarding and fun and that I'll enjoy, and not just doing a podcast. But I think the podcast universe is one that I am broadly interested in. I think it might be, you know, I think I might want to like look more deeply into that universe as somewhere to have more work I just think I just think audio and uh, programming in the podcast space is really interesting do you have any thoughts on that I think you're right I think you're right I think we've all got a podcast in us haven't we indeed but do you Somewhere. do you listen to much like audio stuff yeah I listen to a lot in fact I am seldom happier than when I'm doing something that allows me to listen to something whilst I'm doing it that's that's really interesting I feel the same that it actually maybe, maybe it's this I was talking about this to a mate yesterday um, do you think that the fact that you're not looking at a screen while you're doing it is not only like we've always had radio so we um, and we've listened to music so we already know that that exists yeah. but because screen life is so is it is the word pervasive? What's the word? You know, just I know what you mean. Yeah, all you know, all consuming, every direction you turn, everywhere you go, so. fucking screens and little widgets that are slightly addictive, wanting you yeah. to pull you back in and see if anything news happened, and then you put something on in your ears, and it's like your hands are free, your eyes are free, and you can just sort of get on with pottering about, and this I love it, interesting like, stuff. Love- just like I think it goes deep into you do you know what yeah, I mean yeah I think so and I love um, you know I love doing like I love hoovering listening yep. to a podcast I really enjoy that I love gardening listening to something um, I walked I did a five mile walk yesterday did you uh, just popped popped my little airpods in yep. listened to stuff all the way real so, variety of stuff you know so uh, a five out, five mile walks about 90 minutes in my opinion yeah yep. what did you right. listen to so I listened to one of my favourite uh, spooky podcasts. Oh yeah, um, Haunted AF, and then I listened to some of QAA QAnon Anonymous podcasts, which I'm very into because I like stuff about conspiracy theories. Um, and then I listened to a play on Radio Four. Actually, no, I didn't listen to an entire I started to play on Radio 4 got bored of it and then I listened to some of the podcast companion to Ghosts the BBC show that was really nice yeah so four shows on a walk yeah do you do you scroll as you walk or do you sit on a tree stump what to find something to listen to no scroll and walk scroll and walk I'm busy you know this yeah well exactly ain't got time ain't got time hit me hit me come on come on Hit me with a show. What do you got? How long's the yeah. episode? I can't do that. I can't commit to that right now. Give me ghosts. I can't got time to watch ghosts. Let me just listen to the reviews of ghosts after the show. 
then I'll know what to say. Me. <laughs> You've been following me through the Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire border countryside. Yeah, from um, I, about half a mile back with my night vision goggles on. So you can hear me clearly. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'll tell That's you what I've been listening to. Go on. At the moment, I've been listening to an, an old classic one that apparently is one of the big sort of, uh, if you like, true crimey type things, and that is Shit Town. And it's quite oh, a few yeah. years old, but it's a classic, and someone had mentioned That's it. That's the one I, about the guy, the horologist or whatever. Is he a horologist? Uh, Shit Town is about uh, someone clocks. someone claiming that someone got kicked to death and a journalist goes to find out what's happened and it sort of turned so far it's like, is that true or not? And then weird shit starts happening. So I'm not going to ruin anything. But um, the other thing that is really but blowing me... But it's got the weird man who he talks to. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, weird local bloke who yes, good. seems very thoughtful and... But it's kind of yes. like, well, why has this happened? What what games is this guy playing? It's kind of like that. Um, have you heard of Alan Watts? I nearly gave you a massive spoiler just then. Well. Yes, of course I have. Alan Watts. I love the man's writings. I love his voice. Yeah. I uh, when him. you say, of course you have. You know he sp died. Yeah. Oh, massive spoiler. That's just that ruin now. What? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Because I've been why? listening to his his... Son has put up the best of his lectures in podcast form. Yeah. He's called Alan Watts Being in the Way with Mark Watts. Mark Watts just does the intro because he's his son. Sounds good. But, but his le lectures are from like 1960 odd or 1970 or whatever. And he is a theologist, philosopher, um, scholar of um, Eastern philosophy, uh, you know, you know, medit not meditation, but, you know, like Tao, Zen, all of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his view of life and the world is just incredible. I've, I'm on about, I've had, I'm on the ninth episode, the ninth lecture, and I've absolutely, like, it's felt so good just listening to someone taking their time, explaining really deep stuff, but in a way that it doesn't feel like, you're under any sort of pressure to believe it or it's trying to sell you wellness or whatever because it's, cause it's from an era of um, where people were just sort of being being interested in exploring things, weren't they, you know? Yeah. The 60s and the 70s, I think, intellectually, people were really asking questions, weren't they? Do you think you're absorbing it as you're listening to it? You Definitely. Know, because it's one of those things, unlike, because I've done a lot of self-help things and mm -hmm. read a lot of different kind of theories and sort of techniques about sort of improving your well-being and, and looking at life differently. And so many of them require you to do things, yeah. you know, to actively do things. And his thing is almost the opposite, isn't it? It's, you know, it's yeah. to experience life as it's happening. Well, I you, think, that's... yeah, he, he quite humbly describes himself like, don't take me seriously as like some sort of sage or philosopher. I'm actually kind of a philosophical entertainer. So he saw his job as getting out there and talking to people in a way that would just make them think, make them smile, make them consider a few things. Yeah, but yeah. quite honestly, his his lessons are sort of hitting me quite deep in a way that... Uh, 
traditional, even like I, I really love kind of learning about mental health and about uh, mindfulness and about meditation and all that. But it comes it comes with this kind of um, there's a gloss there's a gloss to things now that they sort of feel like they have to sound like they're a, uh, authoritative or that they're they're trying to prove that they're rooted in science somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not bothering doing that. It's just like he it's there's it, just something about him that feels he does feel like an old wise man. You know what I mean? And it feels his his his. His point of view feels timeless and ancient. It really does, doesn't it? It's tapping it's into something great. that's always been there and always will be there. Yeah. So a pal, a pal of mine sort of turned me onto it. But what have you? When, what have you experienced? What have you read and stuff? So I've I've got one of his books here. I've watched a lot. Um, some people have put bits of his lectures to music and put them in these kind of slightly ethereal YouTube videos. Yes, heard um, about that. I've done a few of those. Um, I love it. I, you know, one of the things I love about him is that, like you said, he kind of says, you know, don't always don't listen to me. You know, um, he doesn't take himself seriously at all. You know, he what he's saying is important, but he's saying this is, you know, you don't have to subscribe to it. You don't have to adhere to something. You it just it is funny be... when he, he he can be in the middle of making a really profound point and he'll. Something will occur to him, quite trivial, yeah, and he'll just laugh. It's like a sort of throaty smoker's laugh, and that reminds you that, like, his overall message seems to be: don't take it. You don't have to take it all so seriously or worry about it all so much. Yeah, and yeah. and that's not doing it it's just as, by the way on it? any level uh, in terms of how deep what he's talking about is. His basically his. His breadth of knowledge is fucking incredible. Well, you know, he was like an Anglican vicar, That's right, priest yeah. to begin with, and then yeah. left that. Ended up in California. He liked to drink, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you can. I think you amazing. can kind of hear that. Yeah. But it's great as well because knowing that whoever's sitting listening to him, that's happening in the sixties quite often. The, the lectures I've heard so far. Yeah. So just when the world is trying to turn on to you know psychedelics and mind expansion and all sorts of stuff there's someone actually you know because it's very easy to because we weren't there to look back at like the hippie era and just go oh very good everyone everyone took drugs and decided that everything was fucking groovy yeah yeah but it's good to see that not everyone who was being listened to at that point was necessarily on a bandwagon he was just like massively tuned in to very old thinking yeah that yeah it was almost like the introduction of the west starting to go there might be something in this eastern stuff and i yeah i'm, I'm really blown away by it, of, of everything that i've listened to in the uh thoughtful slash mindful space in the last sort of couple of years that feels like it's genuinely starting to change my point of view a bit. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> yeah, because because this idea of like, and I, again, I'm nowhere near uh, ready to be talking authoritatively about Zen or Tao or whatever, Taoism, but this idea that it isn't, instead of thinking like you are the centre of this experience and the, of being in the universe, 
and like so like there's your life and there's your point of view and you know that all enters your life via you and via your nervous system and all that it's like you're not you're not like the middle of it you're just like one tiny bit of everything that's all happening yeah now and yeah. and and which has to happen and it's all like good and good and bad and you know happy and sad and shit and brilliant and evil and love and all the rest of it it's like all happening because it all has to happen and it's all inevitable and you know there's just this this idea of letting go because of that i'm actually uh on a on a not say a daily basis but a few times in, since i've been listening to this guy I've sort of felt myself more able to go, just go with it. That's, that's really, that's really, really good. That's not easy to pull off, is it? When you, you know, you got a sort of anxious head or a busy head like I have. And I think and the a, true a, test will be for you. You know, if you can do that whilst people are openly laughing at your house, <laughs> then I think you know that you've achieved something really quite special and profound. This, this, this is how it must be. I'll accept yeah. the energy of that laughter. I'm just, I'm just one little speck of something in the universe. This house being is one tiny at. speck of houses. Yeah, but I mean, it's smaller than most specks, but yeah. you know, it's kind of, you know, it is just part of the whole. In the same way that a grain of sand is, is the part of, you know, Caister Beach. Indeed, and being um, in the way of oneself is interesting, isn't it? It's like. And I mean, it must happen a lot in your house. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah. um, one shoe on the floor, and that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else happening in that room. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, an like, event that's being in the you way. Could, so it's like, well, what do sell, I do about this? You could sell a ticket bright thing, whatever that thing's called, for yeah. that, couldn't you? Yeah. The shoe. Cool. What sorry. do I do about this shoe that's in the Hello. way of of this being a room? Excuse me. Is it sorry? Is it true that the the shoe's back in the room? Yes. Yes, it is. Could we? <laughs> Sorry, I know it's probably really inconvenient. Could me and my wife and our friends who are visiting from London come in and see it? Yeah, yeah please do. Yeah, and they in. come in and they look at the house. Do you want to get in is... the shoe with me? <laughs> and we'll all this, get in the shoe. This house is amazing. Was it create? Was it created as a spell, or or, or, or did was it, it shrink? Built? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Did you? Was it built with by tiny builders with tiny tools, or was it built normal size and then it was shrunk by Sport Billy than, from from a. <laughs> The Spanish cartoon of the 1980s with his bag of uh, reduced sports equipment. Was it hewn from a shell? Yeah, before I lived here, uh, a mollusk lived here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one previous P. owner, mollusk. would you believe it? A mollusk. <laughs> so that's why you will find sort of trails everywhere. Yeah, there are. Yeah. We have tried to get them up. They're sort of silvery, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not just, not unpleasant to look at under a microscope, no. but there's not and room actually, in here for a microscope. So, As as Lauren will attest, <laughs> very good for the skin. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good for the skin. But, yeah, we, you can look at it, the house. We can't look inside the house in the microscope because there's no microscope that will fit in the door. There's, and there's but no there is point. a microscope above the house that you can look at. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to... Jump up there and do that. I'll. I'll, I'll if it doesn't sell, maybe yeah. you could just you could just 
try it out as an attraction, couldn't you? Because I suppose let's so. face it, there's not an awful lot else going on in your village, is there? There's not, is there? Have you told your listeners what happened in the cafe a few days ago? Uh, no, that was funny, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it made me laugh an awful lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Saturday, I went for a little coffee and a uh, vegetable curry pasty, which is very tasty in there. And so is the coffee. Actually, they do very good coffee. It's kind of a. It's it's the only it it only opened about a year ago. It's a sort of modern cafe, and it's it's just it's the it's a lifeline. If you live here and there's there's nowhere to go and sit and have a coffee and a nice panini or anything like that. And so this place opened, and to be fair, it's fucking pretty decent. But it's still got the village vibe big time. Yeah. So I walked in the other day, sat down, and then um, the owner, I won't say the name, let's say Rita. Rita pops up, um, put, puts my little pasty down, and then suddenly went, oh, oh hang on a minute. And the mu- music had gone on to a Snoop Dogg tune. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and she went. Oh dear! Oh wait, hang on. Let we better skip that. I don't think this says village cafe, does it? And I smiled and went. I suppose it doesn't. Even though I thought that's a bit. <laughs> but she she pressed skip, and then Gangsters Paradise by Coolio <laughs> came on. Like, which is the best intro. It's a it's a totally punchlineable song. Din din. Din, din, din. And she just put put the phone down and just carried on, like like that'll do it. Oh. And I, I just looked. I looked around me to see if anyone else was gonna join me in finding that extremely amusing. And, and nobody they, else broke step at all. Well, they they couldn't, could they? Because they're just all so depressed. <laughs> yeah. They're all conditioned. They know the rules, you see. And I think that's why I need to move from here. Because. Yeah, you won't conform. You will not conform. conform And I think that's been your problem since you moved in there, really. I think that was the the icing on the cake. That was the the straw that broke the camel's back. Yes. Right. Someone tell me. Someone from round here. Someone else. Tell me why Snoop Dogg doesn't say Village Cafe. In the way, but Gangsters Paradise by Coolio yeah. says everyone crack on with your, your the carrot cake. Is it because did she instinctively go all right? Gangsters Paradise, like within a microsecond, a millisecond, did did her brain go? Hang on, Rita, this is yet another gangster rap song. You're gonna have to skip this one as well. Keep skipping until the genre changes, or did she go well? If you think about it, he's rapping about um, the power of education on a on a poor community of kids, and it's from an, a film about educating children. He even describes himself as an educated fool, which is yes. ironic. Yes. So, so maybe in a millisecond she went, you know, I'm going to give Coolio a pass on this one because this is this is extremely progressive, despite the refrain of the of the chorus. Yeah. Is it that Warren G's regulate on that playlist as well? Probably, but regulates a bit downbeat. But she's she's uh maybe she's like un unliked it or given it zero stars. I don't think regulate yeah. would get on in there. 
doesn't really say village cafe, does it? Well, it doesn't, does it? The ri- the rhythm is the bass, and the bass is the treble. Well, that's just that's just you're asking for trouble Chords, there. Words, strings, we brings melodies, G funk, where rhythm is life. Rhythm is life, and life, and life is, is rhythm. Is rhythm. Isn't it mad how many of us sort of plain faced white children of the nineties? <laughs> no, regulate by Warren G. Like as if it's the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know that? But do you know the version with the Michael? What's his face bit in it? Keep forgetting not in love anymore. Well, who is that, Michael? Who? He's the guy from the Doobie Brothers. Or oh, whatever. is it? Yeah, yeah. Keep forgetting. Things will never be, be the same, same again. I think considering because that's because that's where the that's where the samples from, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michael McDonald. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool, him actually, Michael McDonald. I've been trying to remember what he was called. Um, what Michael McDonald? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that was him though. That tune is. is so big. It like I think it defined summer. I think it was ninety four. Yeah. So I would have been listening to that, thinking this is it. Where we've reached peak ninety four, and then Oasis sort of broke through, same year, and it and your life threw my threw my forever. hairstyles into a spin. <laughs> what had you been had you been doing Nate Dog up oh, until yeah. that point? Wooden yeah. beads, boys yeah. to men, Nate Dog. Jumpers, that the a same jumper from as... Foster's. <laughs> Foster's. Oh, knitwear Foster. and beads, man, I and a little ponytail. There's still a Foster's somewhere, or did or did I make that up? Shall I have a look? I think someone sent me a picture. Foster's men's like the only only remaining Foster's. They've got they've got a Facebook page. <laughs> no, that must um... be them. Uh, they've got. They've also got an Etsy. Times are tough when Fos- where Fosters are selling their clothes on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> Etsy's quite. Etsy's quite nice though, isn't it? You know. Yeah, but maybe maybe there's a sort of ironic. No, to be honest, these these pictures online of Fosters, they're bringing back some serious vintage? college lunchtime memories. Yeah. Did you have Cromwell's Madhouse? No. Where you grew Is that up? A clothes shop. Yeah, they used to sell jeans for nine ninety nine, fucking, and up. they were, without exception, appalling. Yeah, I've just read quite a sad headline about Fosters. I won't. What is it? It's it, well, it's about not nice things happening in a Fosters. Really? In Salford, I'm not going to go there. No, come on, you have to now. Well, you know, abuse. People uh, got abused I, in the Salford branch of Fosters and 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 that's like the, that the one of the, the first things that comes up but there used to be one in Stockport Arndale and we would have a little break from uh, art college you'd wander down to the sandwich shop get a chicken and sweet corn mayo sandwich oh, granary the dream yeah and then you go should we have a look in Fosters I don't know what we thought we were going to discover in there but it'd probably be some sort of stripy shirt or a yeah, granddad or a, shirt yeah or a grey jumper with blue sort of zigzags on it. With sort of wooden effect buttons. Yeah. Yeah. 
to go with your sort a of pair long of smart trousers, hair, which we all called a fanny parting. <laughs> Those were the days. days my love. Where else did you get your childhood clothes? What's the best childhood clothing you had? Where you were like, when you first are like, I want clothes for Christmas instead of toys. Oh no, I got. I didn't really ever get to that point because being from a pretty poor family, I was the youngest of four, so I got a lot of hand-me-downs. Really? I remember my first job was for the Labour Party, selling bingo tickets to all the Labour Party supporters on our estate. Jesus. Every Monday night, whether it was pitch black or glaring sun, um, all year round I'd be going around like 12, 13 years old. Um, with pockets full of cash and these bingo tickets. <laughs> and it was, I mean, how on earth I was allowed to do that, I've, I've no idea. But I, you also, you didn't get paid weekly. You didn't even get paid monthly. You got paid quarterly oh, for okay. it. So it meant that, it meant that basically I got like 100 quid four times a year, um, which was kind of cool, but, you know, not for the times when you weren't getting any money. Yeah. Um, and so I went and bought myself a Reebok tracksuit from John Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And um, that was my first kind of, my first, God, I love that tracksuit. Colours? Navy oh, and I red? I loved it so much. Was it navy and red? No, I think it was grey. It was grey. It had blue bits and it had sort of turquoise bits. You can't beat a trackie, can you? No, no. Um, so, who, how how many people have worn your really clothes by the time you got them? Oh, anything up to seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Four. So was, you're the youngest of four. Very polite laughter. Uh, yes, but only one of them was a boy. But that didn't stop me getting some of my sister's jumpers. Snoopy, lying on some lying on some New York buildings. <laughs> Manhattan, Manhattan, yes. Manhattan nap time. Annie Leibovitz, you know, a muscly man holding a baby. Do you remember Athena, oh, the God, poster yeah. shop? Fuck yes. Did you have that? Absolutely. So strange when you think like scrolling now. And, and just fucking going yeah. on Instagram and just looking at random bollocks. That is the equivalent of going in Athena, Athena on a bus with your mates to stand in front of a rack of posters and go from left to right, isn't it? <laughs> click, click, yeah. click, and then find that the one you want isn't in the rack below. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, did go, you right. have? You must have had the the men sitting on the girder having their lunch. Absolutely. Let's spray. let's let's do our Everyone top ones, that. right? Uh, chimpanzee okay. goalkeeper. Yep. Of course, uh, um, a form aforementioned had... uh, workman having lunch on steel girder, very high up. On a girder, yeah. Um, the tennis player scratching her bottom. Tennis player, she's probably the number one. That's probably the classic. Um, a yeah. the the muscly man holding a baby. Yeah, that guy. Must remember that one. Um, take me to your dealer. Like weed, weed background. God, I'd forgotten with an that alien. One. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about that one. Um, obviously, um, you had the ma- there was a period of the magic eye ones, which I could never do. 
Could you not do I that? Have, in my 45 years, I've never been able to see the image. Really? In a magic How often do you still picture. look? Because a lot of people have moved on from now. Right now. You must be able to get them online. Hold on. Do you reckon you can get them online? Hang on. I'm going to I'm going to Google classic Athena. It's actually more fun trying to think of them. God, you can. You can still get magic eye. I reckon you could do it now. I think your attitude's changed sufficiently. I'm not sure it has, you know. So what do I do? I'm looking right. I'm looking at it now. What do I have to do? What do I have to okay, do? Help what? me. What, are you what, do, you, what about? do you do? Oh right, you're, are you looking at telling me their technique? Right. You have to let your eyes relax. It's like How you let you them relax that? as if they sort of start to go in a bit cross-eyed, and it's not you're not trying to look at anything. You're just letting the focus change, whilst being aware of the poster. Not great radio, to be honest, but you know, enjoy yourself. Knock I yourself think out. Emerging. Shall I put some background music on this bit? I just nothing's happening yet. I, I wish we could actually see your eyes going, you know, cross eyed. I reckon I look like a toddler trying to do a poo. You know, when they sort of slightly lose focus. <laughs> well, that's what you have to do. Maybe try and poo you. If you poo your pants now, I think you'll get Hang it. On. Where should I? I mean, if I'm going to rest my eyes anywhere, should it be like in the centre of the image? Yeah. I would say so. Maybe I should look slightly off-center. I must say this is very low-quality content. You know, the best-case scenario is you go, oh, my God, I've done it, <laughs> and none of us get to enjoy that or see it. I could just lie, couldn't I, and say I've done it. Oh, I've done it. Oh, wow. I haven't done it, You haven't, obviously. but no. thanks for giving us an insight into what it would be like. Right, oh, other really, other classics. I'm um, annoyed about that. Blo bloke with his girlfriend sort of leaning on the front grille of a 50s car. Of with course. His short with his shirt yeah. open. Wait, was that in mostly black and white? Mostly sort of grayscale, with, but with some bits kind of blued or pinked up a bit. Very, pro very possibly. Classic Lamborghini. Yes, of course. I'm looking um, now at classic Athena posters. A Coke can, slightly crushed, but with all Coke spraying out the top. That feels like one. Yeah. I've got the... Uh, the what's the first one that came up? It's, it's, the, it's the, the scratchy bum woman, obviously. And man with baby. Oh, the little boy ki kissing the little girl. Yes. Like a little, little sort of Edwardian children. That's it. Yeah. There's the 50s grill... Man and woman. Two toddlers pissing on a beach. Um, I haven't seen them yet. But that's not to say that they're not there, of course. There's a man um, with his top off in front of a motorbike. Which is very dangerous, isn't it? I hope he's not going to get Oh my it. god, I found the Coke can one. Have you? And there's all like colours coming out the top of it. That's... That's... Uh... That's the show, the show poster for and this week. And then occasionally week. you'd have a pre-Raphaelite image, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. Just, just for fun. Let's have a look. I must, I must say, I like that uh, 
airbrushed sort of Duran Duran cover looking kind of women with rosy cheeks and kind of red and blue hair and all I that. I do. I do. Did you did you have I think it was quite clear quite early that I um had a um a sex problem when uh <laughs> I went from the all these posters we're talking about and then I went I went into town and I think I bought like five different posters of famous beautiful women and they all all, the, all they all went up in my room the same day right hmm. right and I had Cindy Crawford <laughs> it was the super, it was basically the supermodels Cindy Crawford yeah, yeah. Claudia Schiffer Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks which was my absolute oh, yeah. favorite um Naomi Campbell and Danny Minogue Danny Minogue. Danny Minogue. I cut out loads of pictures of Danny Minogue from like the Sunday Mirror magazine, and then it sort of started a collage wall, deeply troubling collage wall, <laughs> of of just like whoever I thought was hot, and they'd go on my wall, and you know, Pamela Anderson was probably on there as well. I think that does explain a lot about your your current. Um, situation. You think it explains why I've been on my own for nine years? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I should four of those in a tiny house? Do you think it's a mistake me um, having those posters made into like a collage on my coat that I wear when I go out? No, my girl's coat. <laughs> no, I think that's um, I think that's you owning. And my T-shirt that says "I only," and then you can't see what the word is because it because it's been replaced with punctuation and hyphens and stuff. I only something supermodels. <laughs> <laughs> Should I rein that in yet? Because I still oh. think it could. You know, it only takes one, doesn't it? You get those on Etsy. It only you? takes one time for me to be walking out of. Fosters in Stockport, and then Helena Christensen's walking in, going, "That is oh, so one, bold." I wonder if anyone here wants to punctuate supermodels. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't subtle. Let's put it that way. My mum must have been absolutely mortified, especially as she's just going about a daily daily business and like seventeen times a day. My bedroom door's locked for 30 minutes. <laughs> Just disgusting. Did we speak about this before, about masturbation? Uh, I don't know whether we have, you know, outwardly. So I, coming from a very Catholic family, I never had any conversations about sex mm. or anything sexual with my parents. I did at one point get given a booklet from the Catholic Church about why masturbation was evil. Yeah, God. Um, and I didn't really pay attention in sex ed at school. So when it finally happened, okay, I had no idea that was what, what was going to happen. Oh, God. Completely took me by surprise. Out of the blue. Oh, I mean. Where's that come from? Literally. Oh, out of the blue. PVA glue. I must say, why weren't you paying attention in sex ed? I mean, that's surely like one of the most uh, 
you know, interesting lessons ever. It wasn't at all. We must have had a really old kind of set of resources because we had a video that just had drawings mm. of like urethras and things mm. and a bloke, a Scottish bloke with white hair sitting in front of um, sort of a blue velvet curtain, a bit like a continuity announcer in the early 80s. And the bit I remember him saying was, some boys like to stroke or feel their penis. <laughs> it gives them a tingly feeling. Yeah. That's all I remember. Let's just sit with that a minute. So I do you reckon you could accurately draw the side view of uh, of the of female uh, and male parts? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you in know pastels, where goes. obviously, pastels. and there wouldn't be an, there wouldn't be an awful lot of definition going on because you know that's well, because you're handshaking. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm crying. <laughs> it's difficult but, you know, it's to good see to know what's what, tears, isn't, it? isn't it? Yeah. That was the bit yeah. I thought. I was I was quite grateful. I thought that's that's a relief. You mean just oh, to know Christ. what all the stuff is? Did you ever talk to your mum about sex? Nah, she didn't really go there. Actually, I think it's safe to say she did at some point. Well, come on. Um, I remember like my my mate going to my mate's house and you know like the classic found some like dirty magazines in the bushes so we turned to the letters page and we're reading the letters out to each other and all absolutely fucking screaming laughing because it's just too much to take in isn't it that there's some sex in the bushes (laughs) so we're reading them out and it's the funniest thing i've ever fucking seen i need i need to we need to like rip this out of the magazine and you know, take it to school or whatever. So like, Add it to your collage. So I took this page, or like two pages folded into four. I took them home, uh, intending to take them to school to get a laugh on the like school school coach or whatever when we were going on a school trip. And I put it. I just like hid it in a, a small pottery treasure chest in my in a in a bigger <laughs> toy treasure chest. A place you'll never think of looking. And I came home from school one day and my mum had sellotaped it to my bedroom door. (laughs) That's quite a statement, isn't it? Oh, like, what the fuck is this? Do you know what all these terrible words mean? Like, oh my God, it was just absolutely mortifying. And obviously by modern parenting standards, uh, that's in the, uh, you know the low between somewhere between zero and two out of ten for that one yeah yeah it's not right because it's a bit shaming wasn't it you know yeah but clearly did you feel shamed yeah i was grounded i wasn't allowed out i mean it wouldn't have lasted this long but on on the day it was like you're not you're not going out for a month well i mean she was probably genuinely worried that you're a sex pest (laughs) Why have you hidden a, a mini treasure chest inside a bigger treasure chest? What the fuck's that? Yeah. Which that Why was it all it folded? It's a metaphor. Then, you folded it and hidden it like you've, you know, like you've locked it in its own little sex dungeon <laughs> underneath your, like, Butt Rogers figures and your Starsky and Hutch car. <laughs> Nico's little sex area. <laughs> Le- Nico's little terracotta sex place. Oh, God. Yeah, that that uh, 
That wasn't a fun afternoon. But at the same time, didn't stop me covering my walls in um, objectification, did it? No. I definitely, um, from very young, had had an eye for who I thought was attractive. So actually, she already knew. She'd already had to probably slap my legs many times and say, don't, for the love of God, don't do that here. This is not the time to do that. And I'd go, no, if I close my eyes, I'm, my wanking is invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see the pervert now. <laughs> I'm the invisible pervert. <laughs> oh, it's innocent stuff, isn't it? In some ways, your current house is perfect for you, isn't it? A little... Yeah, yeah, I think maybe fate pit. last week, fate slash slash Liz Truss slash Quateng decided that my fate is to die alone here. And actually, maybe what the universe is telling me is that the safest thing for everyone would be for me to just put all my posters back up and just stay here. I think so. I mean, there is a danger, though, if you put posters up that, you know, you're not going to be able to move in that room. If you bring the walls in any closer. Yeah, I think you're right. The blue tack is going to be a problem, isn't it? Yeah, you're going to be dodging it all the time. The thinnest adhesive is going to be sellotape, isn't it? Yeah, well, those little sticky fixer things, but the really thin ones. They're pricey, mind you. Yeah. If you need a a, a little hand with getting hold of some. I don't know. Anyway, I think I'm sexually moribund now to use Miles's favourite word again. I still got it, but I just, Have you, you know, like I still got it in the same way that you've still got a tennis racket in your loft. Yeah, just in case. One day, dust him off. Yeah. Let's just sit with that for a minute. Just uh, my um, reduced sexual universe. Should we have a little prayer for me? Sorry, I'm just trying to sit with it for a second. Right, sorry. Feels a bit, yep, feels a bit too long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, sit with it. Oh, sorry. Oh. Oh. Sorry, a little prayer for your, what, for your penis? Not specifically. I mean, look. Real sexual connection is about the body, the soul, the mind. Mainly the, the penis, app. but all of that as well. Yeah. So, uh, to be fair, all, listening to all this um, like Alan Watts and all that type of stuff and just getting yourself in a good place, it's all genuinely actually quite important for getting yourself um, into a zone where you're actually emitting the right signals in order to be able to attract a mate again in the real world, don't you think? You wouldn't know because you're just already got a, mar- a marriage, a marriage lady. I have already got a marriage lady and um, but, um, marriage, um, marriage descendants. I am open to um, new experiences slash relationships. But I think can I be honest though? I'm not sure you need a mate, you know, because let's face it, it's not like you're going to be. You know, you're not going to be, we're not going to be reproducing, are you? Not now. No. No point. But 
we can still have kisses and cuddles. I don't think you should, though. <laughs> Given everything you've described to yeah, me. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, your, I just won't. Your inner workings. Yeah, I think we should just leave it. Think of it as, like, um, you know, like, around the coast, there's just sort of buildings that have decayed that used to be lookouts yeah. for the Germans. And, stuff and they're like slowly that. being reclaimed by the sea. That's a lovely way to look at my love life. <laughs> Horribly being reclaimed by the universe. Slowly, just just let it die. Let it be reclaimed by nature, and reabsorbed as particles that will have another use. And and it, in its own way, it will bring life and rejuvenation to another more more deserving organism. Well, yeah, and and or. Everything is everything is everything anyway. We're all part of the same okay. thing. There's no difference between, for example, my um, um, decaying balls, for example, <laughs> and a brand new a brand new little hen being born on the other no, side of the world. It's all part similar. of the same scene. This this is right. We're just players on a stage. Yeah, we're. We're tenants. That's all we are. That's all we are, mate. Is there even a me and a you? Or is this all part of the same energy and connection? I don't know. Who said that? Me just now. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Who just said that? What? It gets quite confusing, doesn't it? I'm just trying to sit with it. Just sit with it. Sit on it. Yeah. I think the best thing you can do is become a hermit in your little hermit house. And just, you know... I've already been doing stop, that. If people want to stop and get a bit of wisdom out of you, you know, this this bullshit that you're spewing at the moment, <laughs> you know, they can knock on the door, you can open a hatch, they can People can't in. see the door. <laughs> I've, I've, I've accidentally moved into a house that's hidden behind a hedge in a pub car park. No one knows I exist, Mark. <laughs> He lay there for 17 years. I might as well be living on fucking Mars, honestly. This podcast is it. That's basically it. <laughs> All right, I scurry out for salad and vegetables now and again. And I scurry back in before the villagers come after me. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's just me surrounded by bricks and mortar talking fucking shit. Anyway, but you're bringing but it right, joy. It's somehow right, isn't it? You're, you're bringing right, you're joy right. to other people's lives. You know, you're asking me to accept my solace, and I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. I'm asking you to accept the part you play, the pivotal part you play <laughs> in the universe. I don't mind being a pivot. I just won't. I don't, I'm not. I just need to say here and now. I'm not the center of the universe. I just want that to be clear. Uh. No one You're knows halfway. where the centre of the universe is. You're halfway to a solution now. I think we should wind this up before it gets, if you like, any worse. But what a journey it's been. It has been a journey. And it's it's one that I feel when you're on, it's a more gentle a gentle dynamic. You're you're sort of the one you're the you're the mean one when it's me and you. Am I? I don't, I don't. But but gently mean. The the episode before this was me at Miles's house, 
Oh, and you know yeah, that would have been carnage. I have to. Yeah. He basically has to be whipped like a like a camel yeah. to keep him in check. And Griggs, that's just all all fucking kinds of unhealthy. But you are, in many ways, the boss of me. Right. Well, with that. Um, Thanks. Thank and you I for hope, joining me, Mark. And I hope Sullivan. you don't lose uh, listeners because of me. Well, it's my responsibility that I got you on. So if that does happen, guys, if you're thinking of leaving, just complain in the comments about Mark and not me, and we'll go from there. And I'll never be invited back. You will. And it'll do us all a favour. Mark O'Sullivan, thank you. Nico Tatata for continuing to be a member of Stupid Hearts Club. Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I'm, I'm one.